Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, if you've been considering claiming Social Security in your retirement plan, there may need to be some urgency. There's no question about it. April the 30th is clicking towards you. We've been talking about it here on the program for the last couple of weeks, and it's kind of like we want to make sure that you're aware Social Security benefits play an important role in helping you when you need to sit down and do your retirement retirement planning. And uh, we know that's very, very critical. I have two guests with me today, Ted Miner and Nathan Powell. We're going to talk about Social Security. And the second half of the program, Nathan's going to dive in and talk about what everybody needs to know about, and that is the scam that IRS uh, happens to a lot of people. Last year in 2015, the number one scam in the, in the nation was when somebody would call you and say, hey, I have got your tax liability and you've got to send me a check today or put it on your credit card. That's in the second half of the program. But let me ask you this, Ted. Welcome to the program, both of you guys. Well, thank you, Jim. Good to be here. You know, one of the things that I look at and you think about, and most people don't know this, and I guess they don't realize that claiming Social Security, the strategies changed November the 25th. There was a law that went into place 2015. Yeah, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you got calls, didn't yeah, you? 301. Yeah, sure did. That's right. Uh, it really did. The, the, these changes, I mean, not everybody. We don't want to try to set the alarm to everybody, but they, to a lot of our people listening, may affect the amount that a person can claim. And for some, it may even be to the fact that they need to act now and not wait if they're going to secure some of these benefits or they're going to lose them. Talk a little bit about that. Well, there's a, there's a strategy that's been discussed for a long time called file and suspend. And uh, today, a person for to get spousal benefits, your spouse has to file. And years ago, someone came up with a strategy, well, we're going to file, but then we're going to immediately suspend and that open that option to the spouse. Well, today, that's, that particular strategy, will no, you can no longer file and suspend after April 30th this year. So people that may not even plan to use that strategy for two years and are waiting for two years to file and suspend, they qualify for that. Their age is such that they can do that. If they don't file the paperwork by April the 30th of this year, whether or not they're going to use it for two years or not, they need to do that. Well, that's what I want people to be aware of. There are some changes. April the 30th is a date that you need to keep in mind. November the 2nd is when it took place. So no matter how old you are, there may be a lot at stake, and you need to think about that. Learning more about your choices is an important part of developing a Social Security and a retirement strategies. And I think we're going to talk more about that. Your decisions decisions need to take into account a couple of things. And if you're sitting around the table with a notepad and a pencil, here's the time you need to start putting some of that together because whether you try to figure out longevity and is it on your side, that's a question you might have to ask yourself. Some sources. What are the sources about retirement from a Social Security benefits that you need to be looking at? When should you? So many people used to do it at 62. Now should you wait? If you're married, divorced, or widowed, does that change your 
benefits. All of those are questions that Ted Miner is going to dive into us with us and uh, kind of give us some insight into that. So stay tuned. When we come back, it's Social Security. you got to consider claiming it now because there may need to be some real urgency going on with Social Security. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Shoemaker, Ted Miner, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA, SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, as I said earlier, no matter how old you are, there may be a lot at stake when you start doing your planning around Social Security. There needs to be some things that you're thinking about. There, obviously, for some, April the 30th is a is a set date that there creates a lot of urgency because if you don't do some things now to secure some benefits, you may lose them and lose them permanently. So, I want to dive into that with Ted Miner. He is my guest today. We're talking about Social Security and a financial strategy around that. How do you put it together? And so, Ted, let's start with this. I mean, so many people get in their mind that it's just going to happen. I mean, we've almost been asleep. And you you actually said in your practice that sometimes you, you find that people are coming to you from having worked with someone else and you mentioned Social Security to them, and they don't really, they say, well, my other advisor never even said anything about Social Security. I mean, I know that's happening, and that's what bothers me is there's this mindset that it's just going to happen automatically, and there is some strategic planning that needs to take place. Yeah, Jim, I've had uh, and I've read that four out of five advisors won't even deal with the issue of Social Security, and I've had a I've had a, a couple of clients in the last two years that came that specifically came to me because they were unhappy with the financial plan that they had that didn't deal with any strategies at all with uh, selecting their Social Security. So. That's, I mean, that's the first leg of the stool that we, we look at when we start doing well, a, a strategy. That's a great point. You talk about the three-legged stool, which you just mentioned the first leg. Reality is retirement through Social Security, retirement through some qualified plan, 401K, defined benefit that's or something, mm-hmm. and then personal savings. So when you think of the three-legged stool, think of those three things. Number one, Social Security. And, and you said basically the first is the Social Security. You're going to pay into it. All your working life. That's right. And then we kind of toss it off. Nathan, you actually mentioned one of your clients that had done nothing about this, and literally Ted helped you put through some things with this. Yeah, guy. yeah, absolutely. He was, he was a great resource. You know, my my client was at that critical junction of the of the right age by, you know, age sixty six by April thirtieth, and 
you know, it was very critical that they act with, you know, the urgency that Ted's talking about here of, you know, getting online, calling and making sure that they implement the strategy in the correct way to take advantage of this opportunity before it's gone forever. All right, let's deal with it. Let's go through very clearly. I want to start with this file and suspend. That's one that we we talk a lot about. It's kind of the it's kind of a, I think one of the biggies. You know what I mean? It's a big issue for somebody who's continuing to work mm-hmm. who says, "Well, I'm just not going to collect right now." But you're saying April the 30th, that's going to go away. The ability to file and suspend will go away at uh, on April the 30th. File and suspend. Uh, to get spousal benefits, a lot of people don't even, aren't even aware that spousal benefits exist. And uh, a spouse, if you're married or have been divorced, you have access to the benefits that your spouse has created. They may be greater than your benefits. They may not be. And so one of the things that we do is we, we look at those two benefits. We coordinate the spouses or divorcees in terms of how they can maximize their Social Security. One of the things that must happen is a spouse has to file for their benefits before their spouse has access to the spousal benefits. Is that, is that you like that? And if so, <laughs> file and suspend was, was set up so that the person filing did not have to start taking their benefits and therefore their individual benefits could continue to grow. So they immediately filed and in the same action suspended their benefits. Just right, let's stop right there. Okay. File and suspend. Mm-hmm. I let's just use me. I'm the guy going to file and suspend. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that do for my wife, Linda? It opens the door so that she has the opportunity to either take the spousal benefit, which would be my spousal benefit, which will be half of your benefits okay, right, at full retirement age, right. or she takes her benefits. So that opens the, the door. The greater of the two or a combination of a two or what is it? Well, usually what happened, what's file and suspend did is it allowed a lot of times the, the lower earning spouse to take the spousal benefits at, for four years and allow their, what they would do, they would file a restricted application, which meant that that is going away too, but that's going away in four years. They would file a restricted application so that they could just receive the spousal benefits and that would allow their individual benefits to continue to grow for four years. Okay, let's, let's put this, let's help everybody listening get this. Now, file and suspend is a way for my spouse to get half of my or a portion of my benefit. Correct. And I'm not taking anything at this point. That's correct. And the reason why I'm not taking anything at this point, every year I continue to work, my benefit will continue to go up. But I have filed and said 66, I'm full retirement. I filed at that point. And now I'm suspending. I'm saying I don't want that. And therefore, I'm going to continue to work, and my benefit that I eventually take will go up 8% a year. 8% a year, 32% right. in four years. That's okay. correct. The thing is, is after April the 30th, you can you can still file and take your benefits, and then your spouse would have access to the spouse benefit, but you can't file and suspend, which means that you'd have to take them at what the level of the benefit was at age 66, if that was your age, instead of allowing them to grow for, for, for that 32% till age 70. That's a big number. It's a big number. And for a lot of people, it's important. So, all right, I'm going to pick up the phone this afternoon. And for the listening audience, I've already done this. So don't, uh, you know, uh, this has been rehearsed because I have been there and done that. That tells you very quickly that I'm over 66. That's okay. You know, I mean, everybody knew that. Um, All right. I'm going to go in. I can go into SocialSecurity.gov and I can file or get my data and look at it. 
Do you recommend that they do it by way of the computer, or do they do it by way of the phone, or which is best from yours? Well, the form does not have anything at all on about suspending, but there is a remarks column. Okay, let's make sure everybody heard that. You go in and start looking for the box to check, file some suspend, it's not there. It's not there. I wonder why. Well, this this strategy actually came into being back in the year 2000. Okay. That what they did is they allowed people the opportunity to suspend their benefits. Let's say a person started taking their benefits, then they got a job, didn't need their benefits. It allowed them to suspend it and then start growing again. So some financial advisor at some point in time looked at that and said, you know what? I can file it and suspend it in the same minute, and yeah. that would allow my spouse to have access to my benefits. And that's how the strategy came came into being. That's somebody figured out a way to make it benefit the client. That's right. And that's exactly what you're talking about. So, all right, I'm going into the website, and I'm going to have to go into the remark section. And in the remark section, I'm saying I want to file and suspend my payment. Am I that that, that is correct. Now, one other thing, you can make the call. You can call them and, and uh, tell them what you've done. But if you were to get, let's say you got you did that and you got a check in the mail 90 days later, there is an option. You have an option. You have a full one-year window to change any mistake you think you've done in filing for Social Security. You kind of a do-over. That's correct. And uh, so if you did that and you automatically, you got a check, say, 90 days later, then you have the option to go back in and change that, and they would have been the one that made the mistake. But it's always good to try to make that phone call and communicate with them. You know, one of the things I want everybody listening uh, to know that if you, if you do this and you do not get a note from, a letter from, saying this is what you've done from Social Security, chances are it hasn't been picked up in the computer. And that's about a 30-day wait there that you've got to be sensitive to that. So you're going to get a verification that if you have filed and suspended and it's been completely done through the computer system or a phone call, you'll get a note from somebody saying that that's actually happened. And, Jim, because of the specific nature that we're in right now, because of this deadline, uh, I would I would communicate with them, go to the office, because – uh, it, it's possible it could come back and you wanted to change things in June and they say, I'm sorry, we're, we're out past that yeah, date. Yeah. So uh, it's critical at this time. Well, we, you do we have the sure. three options. You mentioned phone, computer, or personal visit. That's now, let correct. me say this to you. Everybody listening, do not get in the car and drive out to Austin P to the office and, and we expect to be there at 8 o'clock and be seen at 8.05 because they're, they're all pre-appointments. Now, you'll get in but you need to call the office, which you can look online and find the number. We'll give it to you later on. But And make sure that you just schedule an appointment. Make sure you get it done. And now the clock's ticking, so you can't wait till the 30th and say, I got it done. You need to do it now. That's why we're doing this program. There is an urgency if you want to do that. If you're considering claiming Social Security, there is an urgency that you need to be sensitive. And let me just, let me say this also. Don't be discouraged if you get out there and the first person you talk to does not know what you're talking about. Uh, I agree with that. It, that's That's been a little bit. But now I will say this. The person that I actually worked with when I did mine, I remember her name. She was extremely articulate and did a great job helping me through that and, and answered a lot of my questions. And uh, so it wasn't a bad experience. I mean, it was a very, very good experience. Uh, she was right in tune with it, and so I think there's been enough today uh, interest around it that they've done some training on this. She never questioned it. Now, earlier on, about you know six years, six months ago, I took a client through this and got all kind of questions, and and that was kind of a 
thought process. I mean, why are you doing this? What's going on? One thought, Ted, is that people who do file and suspend, even though you are getting the benefit of an 8% increase because you're not taking your, there's also another benefit that people need to be sensitive to, and that is the fact that if you just do nothing, you know, and don't wait till 70, you still get the 8%, but you lose something. Be sure our listening audience knows what that is. Well, what you what you lose is you lose the ability for your spouse mm-hmm. to go and access that benefit. And, you know, the the I've got some clients that uh, we had done their strategy, and, and really it's on their calendar because there's a two-year age difference between the, the, the higher-earning spouse and lower-earning spouse. They didn't plan, they didn't plan to do this until they were probably 68 because they wanted to file and suspend then. Well, they can't do that now. They may not use it for two years, but they have to file the paperwork before April the 30th now because of this action that was taken in November. Well, again, just if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Ted Miner, and we're talking about how to use your Social Security as part of your financial strategy. And I, I think people need to be sensitive to this. There is a time clock that's ticking, and it is something you need to be urgent that by April the 30th, there's a few things you'll not be able to do going forward, and you're going to lose that forever unless they go back and change the law or somebody decides to do something differently. So that's why we're trying to bring that to your attention, make sure you're aware of it. One of the things, too, if you file and suspend and you don't collect the money and you just avoid it, if you don't file, you lose a benefit, and that benefit is... I'm 67, so I get out here and we have a an ice storm that comes through and tears my roof off the house and my insurance company won't cover it and I need some money or I've got a health problem. Yeah, you can. And I no question that there's that money that you can get out there. I can go back. If I filed and suspended, I can go back and say, you know what, I want to go back and start and get my money back and, and go ahead and go from there. But if I don't do that, if I don't file then you lose that benefit, too. So it could be, you know, some money that you might need if you had to get to that point. So that's critical for people to keep in mind. Just be sensitive to get it done before April the 30th. I don't know of any disadvantage in filing and suspending. So if they don't do it, they lose the potential to use that option. That's a great point. That is an absolutely great point that, uh, you know, if if there's a push and a pull on this, You'd want to think through both. But from a standpoint of strategically thinking about your retirement, there's no if you're going to continue to work and you don't need the money, there's no negatives to filing and suspending. I've got a client, Jim, that he's he's four years older than his spouse. So really, he would probably not file. He would probably file at 70 and then she would have access to his benefits. But the thing is, is if she wanted to have access to his benefits before 66, now we wouldn't plan for it, but you never know what might happen. So I have suggested to him for him to open that door that he needs to go file and suspend. Uh, we don't plan to ever use that option, but if he doesn't do something, he doesn't have that option. You know, one of the things that we talk about, Ted, and I know you do this a lot with clients, and, and we talked about the three-legged stool, this being the first leg. And I don't know why, but by by nature, planners don't do a lot with this. We have a system in the office that helps you calculate this and, I mean, optimize it to the any point. And I know a lot of planners are moving into this because there's a huge amount of questions coming on. But, again, there is this void. I know from your standpoint, you're willing to counsel anybody. So if they wanted to come in and sit out and just, again, it's kind of one of those services. It's a give back. It's a, it's what you like to do. You want to see people maximize that benefit. So let me, let me say this to everybody. If you want to talk to Ted, just give him a call at 901 
757-5757. That's his personal number. It's a call into the office. You get to his personal number. They'll transfer you to him. Just simply, if you've got questions about Social Security and you want a third party, not one of the government people, but somebody to help you through this maze, because it is a maze, isn't it, Ted? Love to do it. Yes, that's correct. And, and it's difficult. And, I mean, I'm sure you have people that you can tell when you sit. I mean, I know I have that when I sit down with them, they're just they're they're almost throwing their hands up. They don't get it. Jim, it gets back to what you started our conversation with. That people just think it happens. And I do a number of seminars, and there is the option. I mean, there's the potential when you look at the options that are available. That a a properly planned execution of a a strategy for Social Security can optimize your benefit by as much as three hundred thousand dollars. Over the course of your retirement, of your, you know, if you live twenty some years, we're, we're in talking about mortality at a certain sure. age group, mm-hmm. but but that's so critical. I mean, that's not chump change. The last time I checked, three hundred thousand dollars spends nicely. Yes, yes, it does. And so, knowing how to optimize that, knowing how to go through that process, and and building a plan around it, not just letting it happen. I know a lot of people that have retired, you know, and they say, well, I'll just start getting my Social Security at 62. Mm-hmm. Then they go back and take another job because they really kind of want to, and that's not the best thing to do, is it? The difference in a ch- paycheck at 62 and age 70 is 76%. By starting at age 62, if you were to put it off, Till age 70, it's 76% difference. Okay, how many wrecks wow. did we just call cause on the interstate? That's a huge number. And yet people, I mean, you know, people are working longer, and yet they're not being told they get to that 62. And everybody filed at 62 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Well, there's a reason for that, longevity. Yeah. And people people didn't live but six or seven years into retirement. Today, we're planning retirement 25 years. I mean, question for you, and I've asked this to Kurt Zarnowski, who's been a frequent guest of ours and worked with Social Security. In your mindset, do you think Social Security is going to be here for that 35-year-old? Well, I yeah, there's too many people that pay taxes and uh, vote, and so I believe it's going to be around. Do I believe it's, there's going to be a change? I believe there will be some changes. Uh, you know, there's some minor changes they can make that they're making one right here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and this and this change here could cost somebody as much as. $16,000 a year for four years, so $64,000. It could have that impact on somebody. Uh, but we've seen Social Security started in 1935, uh, retirement age was 65. Today, here we are uh, all these 80 years later, and they moved it from 65 to 67. Yeah. If they moved it to 69, it would have a dramatic right. impact on the monies available mm-hmm. for Social Security. So there are some things they could do. Well, if you've just tuned in, I've been talking with Ted Miner. We've been talking about Social Security. His telephone number, 901-757-5757. How do you use Social Security in your financial strategies? Give him a call. You've got He's got the answers to a lot of your questions. He's going to talk about how to just make it and so you don't lose it. That's critical when you look at an overall plan. We'll be back with uh, some more of Talk Money. we got Nathan Powell coming up talking about an IRS scam. He'll be uh, answering some tough questions. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. Individuals should always consult with their attorney or tax professional regarding their own specific situation. Talk Money will return right after this. 
Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. You know, one of the things that I think so many people fear is that phone call that you might get, and you think it's um, you think it's a, a legitimate call, we had someone recently that got this call, and what was happening, the person on the phone calls this individual, person we know, and says, hey, we've noticed that you have not paid your tax liability that you should be paying, your tax payment, uh, and you're behind, and we are going to file a lawsuit. The IRS, uh, they're saying we, the IRS, is going to file a lawsuit against you, and uh, we expect you to be to be paid. You can pay it in one of three ways. We want a check or a credit card. We prefer a credit card. We, if you don't file it, pay it today, the lawsuit, you'll get paper served to you in the next day or two. So you have this all of a sudden, if it's the IRS on the phone, you are fearful. And we know that in 2015, during tax season, it was the largest scam in America. Mm-hmm. That uh, created all kind of problems. My guest uh, is Nathan Powell. You just heard him say, mm-hmm, because that's exactly <laughs> what he does. Uh, he is going to talk to us about this. Nathan, welcome to the program, sir. Great. Thanks. Good to be here. You know, one of the one of the things, Nathan, and I know we did have this to happen. The actual call came in, yep. and this person is very intelligent, uh, very sophisticated, mm-hmm. and yet because the scammer was so good at it, um, they pick up the phone and called their husband and said, I can't believe you haven't paid the taxes. That's I just right. got a call. I mean, they were blown away. I mean, yep. literally fearful that this was going to happen. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you one thing that, I mean, these scammers are, I mean, they're they are good. not amateurs, right? They're not amateurs. I mean, they've even gotten to the point where they know how to manipulate caller ID so that it'll pop up on your yeah. cell phone, on your Absolutely. home phone, and say IRS or some code that... You know, and in this particular case, that's what happened. Right. And so in that all cases, it, that the fear was there. Yeah. I mean, why didn't he pay the bill? Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're going to fill a lawsuit against us. All of those things come up in your mind, right. and immediately you're trying to figure out. And in this case, fortunately, she hesitated just long enough and said, I have to talk to my husband. And she hung up, and she calls him, and he says, you're kidding. That's No, 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 I've done all this. But a lot of people might not hesitate because I'm going to get a lawsuit. The IRS, they're going to come and shut me down. They're going to close my house. They're going to take my kids away from me. All those things that go through your mind. Talk about that. How do you share with people that avoid this scam? Yeah, you know, one of the critical things to understand is that the IRS itself will never ask for personal information by phone, email, text, social media, and they're not going to threaten arrest or some lawsuit for non-payment. That's not how they work. Okay. You know, they're they are not going to do the following. Correct. And you know, a lot of a lot of times people, you know, they'll get that call and they'll 
the fear spikes up and you know you, you talk to about the irs to anybody you know your heart starts sure. beating a little bit faster sure. than it happens to everybody yeah, right render under the u.s what we're that, supposed to render that's right, right. <laughs> Caesar, correct you know but you know irs notices will always arrive by mail so if you don't think that you owe taxes because you haven't received any formal communication via your physical address by mail and you get one of these phone calls you need to hang up immediately you need to call the IRS directly. It's a very easy number to remember, 1-800-TAX-1040. That's, you know, 829-1040. It's a great, you know, way easy to, to do it. Yeah, yeah. keep it in your mind and just make sure you're being proactive. And um, So if I get a call, if I get a call, mm-hmm. you need to, everybody needs to hear this. If you get a call, it's a scammer. The IRS doesn't do, go through those things that they don't do again. Nathan. Sure, yeah. So they, as far as your personal information is concerned, they're not going to request it by phone, by email, by text, by social media. These are all the, you know, the resources that scammers use to try to leverage the fear that you're going to have with the IRS to get your money in their pocket. And if you get this to happen to you, here's the telephone number. He gave it to you a few minutes ago. 1-800-829 or tax 1040 1040 that is so important. Now, yeah. you know, when we talked about that, I said it was the number one last year. We don't know the total numbers yet from how many dollars were left, but we do know 2013. Share with us right. our listening. And by the way, this is this shocks you. Yeah. This is money that the IRS sent out to people thinking they That's were right. supposed to. I mean, the, yeah. So the, the flip side to this is especially during tax time, there's a lot of tax fraud going on. And, and what happens Someone will use your personal information, your social security number, date of birth, and they will file a fraudulent return in your name. And this, this, this is very, very shocking what you were getting at, Jim. According to the Government Accountability Office in 2013, scammers filed over 5 million, with an M, 5 million fraudulent returns, costing the IRS 5.8, with a B, billion dollars. Of fraudulent money going out to someone filing a return in your name. Okay, we got two things going on here. I get a phone call in. Somebody's trying to get a credit card for me to say I've got to pay IRS money. That's a scammer. Yep. On the other hand, somebody's stolen your ID number, your Social Security number, your 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 you know date of birth, and they have filed a mm-hmm. tax return for you. And in 2013, the IRS paid out 5.8 billion dollars <laughs> you know what and the crazy thing is you're not going to know about that fraudulent return until guess when you try to file the return yourself and the irs sends you a letter says wait 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 All we've right. already sent this return out if, to somebody else if you're listening and you realize that that oh my goodness you need to pay attention because when we come back Nathan's going to walk through some things that you can do to protect yourself from identity theft. I mean, you've got to look at this, guys. This is serious business. It's happening all the time. We know here in the city, one of the biggest scams that's going on right now is the MLG and W scam, reality. Scammers are professionals. They make a ton of money. Can you imagine $5.8 billion? That's a big industry. Big, big, big. And they're professionals. So stay with us. When we come back, Nathan's going to give us some ways to protect ourselves from identity theft. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. Individuals should always consult with their attorney or tax professional regarding their own specific situation. Talk Money will return right after this. For the most courageous among us, 
handicaps are no obstacle to greatness when the steamboat emmy norman had an onboard explosion after a freak accident with no other boats around all seemed hopeless but tom lee a river worker returning to memphis alone from arkansas acted without hesitation when he witnessed the emmy norman capsize he steered his twenty-eight foot skiff to the site of the accident and rescued thirty-two people from the powerful undertow of the river despite not being able to swim without regard for his personal safety he made five trips to shore and continued to search during the night for survivors without lee's decisive intervention the entire boat would have sunk with all hands the passengers lee rescued were engineers and their families attending a convention in memphis to show their gratitude the memphis engineers club raised enough money to buy a house for lee and his family today in the park named in lee's honor a bronze statue memorializes his heroism this has been another mid-south history moment brought to you by shoemaker financial helping you make the most of your money this is talk money with jim shoemaker this material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we're talking about uh, identity theft, and the reality is identity theft creates all kind of problems. The big number that kind of hit us a while ago was $5.8 billion of fraudulent refunds the IRS paid out because somebody had stole your social security number your date of birth and all of a sudden they're filing a tax return on your behalf and getting paid and then you go to file and you find you got a problem and by the way that's just the tip of the iceberg because once that starts it creates all kinds of problems for you you got to check your social security yes get that fixed then you got to go into your credit cards your bank accounts all of those things become vulnerable to this so Nathan Powell is my guest, and we're talking about how to protect yourself from identity theft. And so, Nathan, you kind of shared with us that if it's IRS, don't give information on a phone call, a text, an email. That's That's not how they communicate with you. If you get a phone call from the IRS, it's saying they're the IRS. And I think the way you said it, it'll come up on your caller ID. It could still say it's IRS, but it's a phone call. Do not talk to them. They're scamming you. Stay away from that. IRS does not call. Correct. All right. Give me some other thoughts about how to be cautious with uh, your your identity and how you deal with that. Sure. I mean, the reality is we are living in the 21st century now. And, you know, things have changed a lot with, you know, technology, with, you know, all these resources that scammers can use to steal your identity. You know, you got to be very, very careful Anytime you give out your social security number, it seems like every time you turn around or fill out some piece of paperwork, they're always asking for your social security number. And we've almost been desensitized to that. And we'll just give it out willy nilly, right? Here you go. Here's my social security number. But, you know, you know, anytime that you are requested by someone to give your social security number, even if you think it's in a, a formal setting, Make sure you ask the question, is this absolutely necessary? And understand why it's absolutely necessary. Um, Don't ever give out information to unsolicited calls or emails, letters, social media, whether it's IRS or anybody else. If I call somebody and say, give me your Social Security number, they should absolutely say, nope, not a chance. They may pose as me, uh, but the point is, don't give out personal information over the phone. Right. And, you know, if if we look at the Internet, you know, I mean, the... 
There's, that's a huge resource for scammers to pull your information. If you go and you're you know, even purchasing something online, make sure that you're, you're using a secure site. It should say HTTP and then an S right. afterwards to make sure that, this is, that the site is secure and legitimate. So that's a, another great way to protect your online shopping, your online habits. Um, use unique, strong passwords not across the board, but for each individual account that you have online, and you emails. know, that's hard. Oh, it's very that's hard. That's the hardest thing in the world because, you know, I, there, you try to get into something and you go, okay, what was this one? I, I, and you can't remember. So right. I'm guilty of having, a, yeah. you know, my, pass, are, my right? password list and keeping it stored someplace. Right. And some of my passwords use the same. I just change a few things right. occasionally. That's Careful with that. Yeah, Excel but I know can one be your thing. best friend. I don't do my wife, it'll say Linda uh, and her date of birth. Right. You use something that is unique and no one really knows. That's right. Or your birth date or your you know right. your Everybody, kids' names yeah, or something like that. I mean, those are very, very easily easy. figured out right. um, quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're getting rid of an old computer, this is something that people don't think of a lot. And, I'm, you know, we're in a consumer society, especially with technology, it gets outdated very quickly. But if you ever get rid of, you know, cell phone, you know, your tablet, your computer, take it to an expert that knows how to wipe the hard drive, get all of your personal information off before you dispose of it in whatever way is appropriate. Because if somebody can just go and find your computer sitting in a, in a heap over there, they, you know, gold mine. Yeah, right? it's it, got something that's got your data on it. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, it, it, this is something that has just been a great rule of thumb for years, but, you know, shredding important documents, whether it's your credit card statements, bank statements, investment account statements, anything that has your information, date of birth, social security number. Um, and tearing it up there. does not mean no, it's shredded. That is not, that is not, that, that's old school <laughs> that's shredding. Right, that's right. not what we're looking that's for. That's not looking, the modern way technology, of, I mean, use right? the technology. You know, the, here's the thought. We had a, we had a client that uh, we took, went over to her home. Her husband had passed mm -hmm. away, and he was, uh, uh, I'm not going to say a hoarder of information, but he had every piece of documents yeah. for the last 30 years sure. in, a, in a closet, in a filing cabinets and stuff. And she said, I need to throw all this away. And you know, we said, we'll go through it. And we brought the shredders, yeah. and we shredded for t a day, right. literally a day for her. Uh, but that's critical. She would have taken, and it had Social Security numbers. It had ID numbers, it had count numbers, it right. had checking, it was checks. Yep. It was everything. She was just going to toss it in a big plastic bag. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, the reality is, is I would say the majority of workplaces today have access to some sort of shredder or a box that everything will be shredded. So even if you have things at home and you don't own a shredder, you know, talk to your employer. Maybe right. you just bring it in and Toss it into the shredding box with a shredder yourself. Well, we're actually trying to figure out a way that we're going to provide that service for our clients because we know it's critical uh, to have shredding days. You know, where, yeah, hey, sure. if you've got some information that wants to be shredded, we can take care of that for you. If you just tuned in, my guest is, uh, you know, a guy that kind of knows what's going on when it comes to scams. Not that he's ever done it. <laughs> oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure you're paying attention there. <laughs> no, Nathan Powell. And we're just talking about protecting yourself from tax-related identity theft and identity theft in general. So uh, let me ask you this real quick. What sure. do you do? And I want you to just give me a couple of these. What do you do? When something's stolen. Right. I'll just, I'll just hit some bullet points okay. here. You know, if, if you believe that your identity has been stolen or you experience something like this, it's critical that you respond quickly. 
first, just like any other crime, call your local police department. Report it. Get a, you know, an official report on the books with the, uh, with the police department. If you think it's tax-related, again, just call the IRS directly, that 800-TAX-1040. Notify there are three major credit reporting agencies. You've got Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And you can, you know, look up there, Google their information and give them a call and let them know what you found. And then also notify the Social Security Administration, especially if, you know, your Social Security number has been compromised. They can help you and lead you in the right direction of where you need to go to get that fixed. All right. We want to talk more about that. I mean, give out the numbers when we come back. Uh, we're going to take a break in just a second. But the reality is identity theft is real. What I want to leave you with before we go to the next segment is if you get a phone call and they say it's the IRS or it's calling somebody's calling and said your your credit cards have been stolen, they need to get your identity in order to stop your payments that's not how it works. Right. Just hang up on that person. It's normally a scammer, and it's better for you to be safe than sorry. So that's the key when it comes to literally this time of the year. It's all about IRS and yep. the taxes and, and sure scamming is. from that standpoint. We'll be back in a second. I'm going to talk with someone that's happened, something that's happening here in the city. It's the Mission of Mercy, and it's the dental clinic at Bellevue Baptist Church. We're going to talk to someone there. Dr. Chuck Wood will be with us. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I'm talking with Chuck Wood. He's on the line with us, Dr. Chuck Wood. He is the kind of one of the heads, I guess you might say, of the Mid-South Mission of Mercy. Uh, it is a free dental clinic, and I was by the church early this morning. It's happening out east at Bellevue Baptist Church, and I tell you, Chuck, I was impressed with how many people were already in line at 6 o'clock this morning. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes, we had uh, had over a 1,000 in line by um, 7 o'clock in the morning. In fact, we had to uh, had to suspend seeing patients other than that first 1,000 other than kids and their parents. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it shows a tremendous date in Memphis. And, uh, Chuck, did you have any idea that you would get this kind of response? I, we kind of felt like we did. You know, the thing that we hate to do is turn anyone away, but now they can come back tomorrow. So uh, uh, there's a shot tomorrow, and uh, like I said, we are seeing children and, and uh, parents of children still. Okay, um, now what they're getting done, this is a free metal clinic, met, um, dental clinic, now, you have how many dentists do you actually have on site there today? We have approximately 140 working right now. Uh, we've seen uh, probably 350 patients since uh, 6 this morning. Wow. And you have dental hygienists, medical doctors also, and a lot of volunteers. Any idea? Can you Have you, count, have you done a head count of your volunteers this morning? 
Yeah, we got to feed all of them, so that's, that's always a problem. Uh, but we probably have about 1,300 total volunteers uh, putting this thing on, and uh, uh, I, I feel like the the woman that had too many kids that lived in the shoe right now uh, with volunteers, but we're, we're putting them all to work, and uh, I think everybody's having an enjoyable experience helping people of Memphis in the Mid-South. Well, this is the a, a community partnership between the Memphis Dental Society, churches here in Memphis, UT School of Health Sciences, and, and many other people that's involved in putting together the Mid-South Mission of Mercy. Dr. Chuck Wood, one of the heads of this organization out there, multiple times done this in other cities and around the nation. Uh, Chuck, I appreciate so much what you're doing, guy. This is all about city renewal. It's all about uh, people reaching out and touching people who have a need. And obviously, dental care is a need for anybody. I'm so glad you're doing it with children and from that perspective. Thank you, sir, for being with us this morning. And, guy, we'll be praying for you all day. Okay, thank you so much. It's all about loving your neighbor. Amen, brother. Thank here. you, sir. Well, right. again. Have a great day. Yes, sir. You know, again, you think about this. There's a there's a perfect example of somebody reaching out and what you guys are doing. You're doing the same thing. I'm talking with Nathan Powell and Ted Miner. You got a dental clinic happening in East Memphis uh, that's touching people. You guys are talking about Social Security and you're talking about tax theft and uh, the whole idea behind scams. So it is today's program is really about helping people. Ted, you want to say and I think it's critical that we get this across to a lot of people the reality is some of the things that are going to change are going to take a four-year period with Social Security. But you're saying they need to think if they're in that process right now, they need to take some some initiative. Some things are going away when it comes to Social Security. Yeah, Jim. And basically, <clears throat> excuse me, if they're at that age right now, they need to be looking at what their benefits are and start planning their retirement. So uh, we put together a, a strategy or you know, when we sit down and look at their options for for uh, for Social Security, and that's as we talked about, that's one of the pieces of the retirement puzzle. And yes, there are some other changes. This morning, all we have dealt with was the one that 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 they've got to take action by uh, April the thirtieth on. But there are others that go away in four years. And you said earlier, the broad bottom line is that the the Social Security is a part of the three legged retirement stool. That's correct. And you got to make sure that you're not just letting that slide off and not just do anything with it. You got to pay attention to it. And it's one of the important ones. It's one of the only pieces of the leg that's tied to inflation that goes up every year. You got an indexing to it. And it's not all taxed. Some of it's tax free. That's a good point. 901 757 5757. If you don't ask Ted a specific question about Social Security, just give him a call. We'd love to. He's going to do a seminar on 322, March the 22nd. You might want to just call and make sure you get a seat assignment for that because it fills up pretty quick. That's 901-757-5757. Nathan, the bottom line is what should somebody be sensitive to? If you get a phone call? Right. Don't answer it. And, you know, make sure. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and look, if you work with a financial professional, we're here. We're in your corner. We're walking arm in arm with you through thick and thin. And so I think that is so important for people to realize if they get a phone call and you're talking about people that are listening to this program, they get a phone call. They say it's from the IRS. Just, as you said, hang up. Don't take it because the IRS does not make phone calls to people, and we need to make sure they understand that. So the bottom line is find a professional, find somebody you can pick up the phone, and just get another opinion. As we said earlier in the program, it shakes you up enough to make you very nervous. Well, I think that's important. Guys, you all always do an outstanding job for me, and I think that I want everybody to know that 
Uh, you spend the energy and the time. If you want more to deal with these people, just give them a call. Nathan Powell or Ted Miner, 901-757-5757. They're guys that are dedicated to providing excellent service to our clients, and they do a wonderful job. They're great guests with me, and I appreciate you guys bringing so much to the table today for our clients and for our listening audience. Of course, today has been a program brought to you by Shoemaker Financial, producer and board operators, Art Frederick, guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner, production assistants, Eleanor Moskovich. Mid-South History Moment is written by Drew Johnson and read by Rebecca Brazier. And I'm Jim Shoemaker. We like being with you every Friday morning. We hope you've enjoyed the program. We've definitely enjoyed being here. We're here every Friday helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker, Ted Miner, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated, Securities Dealer Member FINRA, SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. CBS News at the top of every hour and the most local talk in the Mid-South. This is AM 990 KWA.